Are you ready to discuss issues concerning matters and matters concerning issues? Now get your refreshments ready because on this episode of the Caleb Apollo's podcast, Caleb Apollo's podcast, we will do exactly that. Now here's Apollo's Aswani and Paulette Okay. Yet again, back with an amazing episode of the Killer Apollo's podcast. I know it's been a minute. Yes, most of you are <laughs> throwing stones at me in my DMs, which I appreciate a lot. Like it keeps it keeps me like it challenges me any day, any time. Like you, your Apollo's, we need an episode. The likes of Kina, number one fan Vivian Oningo tells me, "Hey, Apollo's, it's been a while without getting an episode." Here it is, but. I have this addiction to you. You know what? Sometimes we all do this. If you've never effed up, come with the stones. Yes, but above all, even if we F up, we normally just keep going. We have another reason to wake up and do it again. Yes, yes, that was one Kwaku the Traveler by one Black Sheriff. <laughs> it's a good song, by the way. It has been trending on TikTok, Instagram Reels. I've been seeing it, people doing a lot of TikTok challenges and all that and all those. And I love this song. Like, it gives you an aspect of... You know, there's always that thing of Swahili that normally says, uh, like you just point fingers to people saying that, hey, your policy has been a minute. Yes, I understand. Uh, you, you guys are keeping me going. But again, sometimes we normally kind of, you get. But now let's get to the real context of this song is whereby say anakuja kukwambia Apollo Siju you should get an A Apollo Siju you should be Siju wapping radio right down a phone approach how many media houses but you're like yo of course I know I fucked up or I'm not doing this but give me time I'll get there you yourself have you done all those things that you're telling me to do you are welcome back. <laughs> Today is an amazing episode. And sorry, yeah, it's actually, this is the main reason as to why we have not been recording episodes. Uh, me and Paulette, Kidogo, we've been, I don't know, distance, you know, long distance relationship. So like she's here, I'm here. So getting in touch and everything to do an episode, it sometimes become challenging, which is the reason story I've not been dropping episodes for the last like three weeks or so. <laughs> yes, first of all, also, I had exams. I finished my exams after the exam week. I had to go home. Then that's where we parted ways with Paulette. Okay, or like she, because she also had to go home. But here I said, yo, man, it, it can't, I can't allow it to get to a month because this thing called consistency, we have to observe it. Yes. And today, what has been happening in my life, what has been happening in your life is what I want to know. Personally, I've been having some few engagements here and there, which are making me happy and I feel like fulfilled at a moment. <laughs> First of all is a gig I got to volunteer in for an organization called Heart Prize. It's like people come here. It's kind of, I don't know if you've watched the Lions Den, the KCB Lions Den. It's kind of something of a sort because even some of the judges who are 
adjudicating the event and all that in the competition were judges from the Lions Den KCB. Yes. For example, we had Murad. Yes, quite an amazing man who interacted with and he's so, so good. So I earlier on in school, like it's a program that normally it's in various different campuses in Kenya also and also in Africa. Yes, in different parts of the world. So uh, a friend of mine approached me called BB, BB Baraka. So Baraka, when he approached me, told me, Apollos, I know you are saying, can you just come and MC in the, as we launch this program in school for this year? And I was like, okay, fine, because it's part of me growing. So I, I go and MC, blah, 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 blah. When when they have having an event also, they were having uh, an event in school called the on-campus program for Hull Prides. Actually, they also requested me to MC for the gig. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm free. Then an opportunity out of that, and this now big opportunity appeared for me to MC for the regional summit that were being held in Nairobi and hosted in Strathmore University. Actually, it's a program that is going on for like three weeks. Yes, like it's a virtual thing. Yes, because of COVID and all that, like people could not gather because I know we are like Apollos. Since crazy government are quite lenient with the measures when it comes to COVID-19. No, yes, I understand that. But also we can't, we can't risk so it, it was a virtual thing, like and seeing on a virtual virtual meeting, virtual reality on something, and it was amazing. I, first of all, I was hesitant because I was like, okay, I need to, the energy, the energy I'm giving out is the energy I want to receive back, particularly when you're seeing. But again, y'all, this thing was different because I just got a new experience and showed me the dynamics and how COVID opened our eyes to see that we can do quite a lot of things. So I was in Strathmore for the Nairobi summit, whereby countries we had hosted like different countries. We had like Zambia, we had Zimbabwe, we had Tanzania, we had Uganda, we had Sudan, we had which other country am I forgetting? We had Nigeria, we had Ghana, we had Cameroon, such countries and it was amazing amazing so that was it for last week weekend it began on thursday friday saturday yes saturday was the main event so this week as well from thursday okay now that is tomorrow if you're listening to this episode on a wednesday the time that this episode normally drops there's still another thing this is kind of the same thing but now we are calling it the abuja summit like now we get to host other different parts of the a continent that is Africa in the amazing summit and I'm super excited last week I was the co-MC but this week y'all I'm still MCing but now it's kind of um, the main MC you know <laughs> and a big shout out to uh, an amazing friend of mine who got to interact and like that, the now the the, the guy who was who was my core MC, but the main MC and again last week was one Michael Thiambo. Yeah, like big shout out to you, a new friend I made. Like one thing about this event is you get to network with people and learn new things. Because I remember we are interacting with students from the United States International University, that is USIU, and. We ha- there was this and also another guy, a good friend of mine from Nairobi University. So you're having this conversation and also it got to a point that when you're networking, you get to learn other people's culture and all that. So while we were conducting the summit, there was a particular 
presentation by a, some Chileans from Sudan like who are muslims so alikuwa akipresent ni kama ana rap i think I, i wish i could have gotten i could have recorded that and wish i share here so it's like yo 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 and i began you know teasing and just having fun you know apollos sometimes i can be cheeky <laughs> people tell me that so i'm having fun like yo was she was talking like this and also in the couple of the volunteers that we are now on the nairobi summit there was this indian guy so i also began you know just teasing him when you're on ganga what do you want anything nini nini yeah like what is your name like the, the guy I, i won't mention his name because maybe he's not okay with me mentioning his name on the episode so he was like they were telling me clearly apollo zaswani from the background you've come it seemed like in your school there are no international students and for a moment i felt okay it's a reality i felt offended but again i i didn't have grounds for me to be offended because i was actually wrong because of me like because of how they're speaking they were telling like if it was in usiu and you're trying to do this actually you can be expelled from school when the person you're teasing reports you and i was like okay so is me i was in the name of now i'm having fun and teasing them just trying to mimic them and maybe make a parody out of it you know <laughs> but it actually showed me an aspect of not everything that we do sometimes makes sense i don't know i don't know if even this what i'm saying here is making sense but some things that we we do and like in the name of having fun and making fun as well they sometimes like the now uthi like the nag so in that particular instance i got to learn that you know what let's appreciate people from various backgrounds and also don't judge people the way they are i was making fun yes i understand that but again if the person was there and could have had whatever I was saying and also how like he or she could have seen okay she could have seen how I was making fun of her presentation and how she was talking like she was rapping and also you know how like Somalis speak like the Chile or Somali from Sudan and so she was like she could have been offended so they corrected me and I was like yo so some something good about these things like when you get to network with different people from various universities and also backgrounds you get to learn a lot and speaking of that today i want to ask i want to be talking a lot <laughs> but i feel like i've already talked a lot uh we'll be engaging in uh, an episode which i recorded sometime last year before i got to lose my first phone yes my one of the favorite phones i've ever had yes yeah i, I explained the incident like a while back like a few episodes ago like if you want to know what happened to my first phone that i bought with my money you can go and check maybe was it episode maybe 40 around there yes i can't remember quite well so it's an episode i recorded last last year towards the end with one guy by the name amani baraga and he's a creative and i'm in the space right now whereby in school i'm doing a unit called events management and we are planning something to do with creatives as like to just like i was we are thinking about when you're thinking with my group we are thinking about holding an event to do with creatives and right now that i'm in the creative sector in that in the mc mc thing and also radio 
yeah especially i'm saying i i term it as more of creative and all that even even radio yes but i'm seeing it's a new thing that i wasn't prepared for and i'm seeing like i'm slowly getting deep into it like this guy he's actually an mc he's a former Kinda, he almost became a radio presenter. Ama, he was a former radio presenter, something like that. I quite, I yes, and also he's a podcaster as well. And there's a point in his life that let me not even explain. Let's just get right into it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good good whatever time it is. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, you clearly know who is in the building. Put your hands together as we welcome Amani Maraga. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome, Amani. Asante Sana. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm doing Thank you for having Thank you for having me here. Yes. It feels very strange to be a podcast uh, guest eh, for me. <laughs> Why? Because you're a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always on the other side of this. Of, of, of this. I'm always the one doing the interviews. How are you yes. today? How are you, Fred? How are you? Yeah. Um, today's been a very exciting day, man. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a dream that I've had for a long time that I'm about to launch. Yes. Well, not launch, but not get launch. started. Uh, I've been wanting to create. Uh, I'm about creating safe spaces for men. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, my podcast, Living Truthfully, has been the first of those. Mm -hmm. I've hosted a couple of events where I, I create, you know, safe space for men to speak and have conversations that they ordinarily wouldn't have anywhere else. Yes. Um. But now I have the opportunity to do that in a physical space, create a physical space for guys. Yes. So, you know, today I took the first step towards clearing the land, and I'm very excited about that. So it's been a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in case you're wondering what Amani Maraga is talking about, you can just go and visit his Instagram account. He's just post a great job. Like, you've now decided to take a step further. Yeah, and, the, you know, the, the hardest mm -hmm. part is actually the start. Eh? Yes. And so, and, and for me, that's always the getting started on something. This is where I experience inertia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just getting getting started for me is very, very exciting because, you know, it means we're, we're probably going to get it done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe to the person who is hearing this name, Amani Maraga, who is Amani Maraga? It's actually Maranga. Uh, so I don't know how Maranga. to describe myself. Uh -huh. um, I'm many things. I'm a father. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's probably one of the most important things I am. Yes. I'm a father. I am a, I'm a, I'm a friend. friend. Uh, and I have close, close friendships. You know, people, brothers who become, friends who become like brothers. Yes. Uh, but career-wise, I am a communicator. Yes. I've, I've spent my career in advertising, in PR, media, and, and, and uh, you know, corporate communications. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a mediator. Mm -hmm. So 
certified mediator I help people resolve conflict I am a soul work coach yes uh, which means that I, I sit with people and I coach them through life life decisions. So it's not, it's it's different from a career career coach. Eh? Yeah. I, it's not it's not just about work and you know getting ahead in your career, but resolving the things in our lives that we feel have held us back from achieving what we want to achieve. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Soul soul work. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I do the podcast Living Truthfully. Uh, which is, like I said earlier, a safe space for men to share their stories, stories that mm-hmm. they wouldn't ordinarily share anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, what else am I? I'm a strategist. Uh, I help people with business strategy. I'm an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. sit in multiple companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm many things, man. I, but, but at the core of all these things, I'm a communicator. And so I use my communication skills in different spaces. I'm also a musician. Oh. In my head, in my head, I'm a musician. Not in yeah. not in real life, but in my head, <laughs> uh-huh. in my head, I'm BN of Saudi Soul. <laughs> Maybe because of the baldness. <laughs> you know, it's true that uh, bold bold men love better. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it's also I've always had an interest in music. I used to sing as a as a young as a young adult. I haven't sung in a long time. I'm mm-hmm. back playing the piano, so this is something I'm doing in mm-hmm. my office now. Uh, uh-huh. Doubled in entertainment, I used to manage Longombas. I've managed mm-hmm. uh, I've worked in nightclubs, uh, managing mm-hmm. nightclubs, entertainment sports in my past. I've managed entertainment uh-huh. for the village market. So, uh-huh. so music has always been a part of life. Mm-hmm. I was part of the team that put together the first Tusker Project fame. You know, so uh-huh. music has always been a part of my life, man. Yes. So in my head, I'm doing Yeah. And how was it working with Elani? I mean, they're very talented guys, eh? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we, we started the relationship based on my love for their music. Uh, yeah. I love for the work that they've done. Uh, Wamboy and Maureen have incredible voices. So does Bran. Uh, they're incre- they're all incredible songwriters, and I really respect Bio in that in that respect as well. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a bucket list item for me, and we we got to work on their second album, Colors of Love. Yes. Uh, from from inception to the end, we started the project in my living room, mm-hmm. uh, and so and to up to the point where they launched the album. So for me, it was uh, it was a very fulfilling experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when did you stop working with them? Or you still work with them? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I'm going through many changes in my life. Huh? Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm one of those people who um, I understand in my life what, what seasons they are. And so I think they were meant to be in life for a season. Mm-hmm. And I was there to maybe jumpstart the second album, get it on the road. When when that project was done, I felt like my time was done. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe in future, will you mind going back maybe and try to work things out maybe again, uh, if given uh, an opportunity? My interest in the music industry is way more than one artist, you know? Yes. Uh, and so, Elani El- was a great opportunity. I don't know if, I mean, if it comes around, I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but one of the dreams I have to for where I live now, I live in Diani. Diani, yes. And one of the one of the dreams I have, you know, is to create uh, a, a sort of an entertainment and music hub here in Diani, a place mm-hmm. where artists and producers can come, get inspired, write music, jam, find mm-hmm. friendly to play music. So I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go back into the industry, but on a much much more broader scale. Than yes. just managing one artist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, already I am booking gigs for artists in Diani, mm-hmm. and uh, in some of the venues in Diani. So I'll, I'll always double in the music business. In yes. Yeah. I, I want us to jump in something else before we come. Okay. No. Let's talk. Let's talk about Amani working as a communicator yeah. in the advertising industry. Okay. I understand there is a time like you had your own company. Yes. Yes. So, but my interest in advertising goes way back to when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I was always fascinated by both TV ads and radio ads. I, we didn't get a TV in my head until I was maybe in class eight. Yeah? Yes. So I, I used to listen to a lot of radio. <clears throat> and I was influenced a lot by radio ads. And if you know how radio ads no. are done, there is always this jingle there's a song you know yeah that 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 is created for a certain brand and then there is the vo the voiceover now that gives you the information about the brand and i used to find those jingles very fascinating i used to find them you know uh, i'd remember you know you know just that you know just random jingles that were created at in our time so, when was that? I, in the 80s and the 90s, bro. In the 80s, because I was not yet born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the, there was a one for Sportsman. It used to go, the, the cigarette. Yeah. It used to go something like Sportsman, Sawahasa, Kandanda, Sawahasa. You know, I mean, it was just, I was very um, fascinated by advertising. So I always knew that I wanted to. To be in the advertising field. Yes. So my, in, in my early days, I did a stint at uh, Scanad, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, probably still is the biggest advertising agency in, in Eastern Central Africa, probably in Africa actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got I got a privilege of working inside of the business, but also doing a bit of copy for advertising. Um, and later, a few years later, I set up my own agency, 360 Degrees, and, you know, we, we got to do some wonderful work for some brands. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, the, then you, you embarked on you, your company, your own company. Yeah, after Scanner, yeah, then Scanner, you know, I, 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 did, I did do a couple of other jobs in between. Uh, I, I did work for Mavuno Church in their corporate Church. communication. Yes, uh, back in 2008. But back in 2008, uh, yes, I, I was also training to be a, a pastor. Uh, I just after a while, though, I thought that that might not be the path for me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I did work in a telco company called Corporate Communications Manager, mm-hmm. and then I went back into now. I went, I had already started 360 as a side mm-hmm. hustle, you know, in, in a, few years, yes. a few years before that. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I decided to go and build my uh, my business in 2010. So in 2010, I mm-hmm. went back to 60, and I started mm-hmm. building from the ground up. 
Okay. And when did you join the Media Max company and you started doing a show in Arena 254? So and Media Sox Max Central also. Media Max reached out to me in 2014. Yes. Um, they, were, they were auditioning for a host for Arena 254. Yes. Uh, the, the show was theirs, but you know, they wanted, they were looking for a host to start out the show. And so they got me and a lady called Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start the show Arena 254, which was such a huge success. Uh, we we became one of the premier entertainment shows in the country. It was a two, maybe, yeah, 9 to 11, two hour uh, live show on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I think our competition at the time was The Trend. The Trend. Which used to be the night before. The uh-huh. Trend before us um, and so we were always competing to get you know um, guests before the trend you know we wanted them the to trend. Start, they start with us then they go to the trend next, next week on Friday you, know? you wanted to unleash yeah? we wanted to be the ones that unleash I mean we, we played catch up because the trend had, had started early yeah. but by the time I was leaving the show we were actually doing we were neck to neck with the trend and, and there were very many times very many times chose to launch to launch songs and then home music with us and then yes. the trend a week later so uh, that was 2014 through to sometime in 2015 yes media max made some changes to the show that you know didn't work with my timing so i left mm-hmm. uh, because they, they moved the show to a sunday sunday mm-hmm. day, family day to interfere with my time with the family and i told them my father first and yes, so I chose to you know keep that family time as it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I later I later went back to Media Max uh, when they invited me to co-host the show with Kaleche. Um, Kaleche Mumu. Kaleche Mumu, yes. She, so she she had been given the, the show Talk Central, and uh-huh. uh, this side side uh, of of yes. And then we used to be called a TC gang, and I used to do that that gang of three. So that was a mm-hmm. really, really fulfilling experience. Really fulfilling experience. Mm-hmm. But, and but, TV, but TV, man, TV, you know, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It gives you fame, but it doesn't pay. Let me tell you, the, the people who make money on TV, especially if you're doing shows, live shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. The news, news people, news anchors. Mm-hmm. News anchors make money because news has a lot of advertising, you know. Yeah, okay, yes. Kenyans, Kenyans are Kenyans are addicted to the news. So, because because of the advertising that is put during the news time, then you know they will pay news anchors pay better. But other shows, mm-hmm. man, there's no money in it. Oh. Yep. And radio, I, I, radio has always been king in this country. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so even your Tonanga like a presenter in the in front of the cameras, like yeah, yo, this guy must be earning a lot. For example, let's take the example of Amina Abdirabah. Yeah. And let's take let's take Chito. Chito. Between Amina and Chito. Who is ahead of the other? <laughs> I wouldn't I, I honestly I don't know how much they are you know what they've negotiated with the different media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um and and Amina, I mean Amina is a highly experienced uh media personality. She's one of the hardest working media personalities I know. 
I have mm-hmm. a lot of respect for Amina, and I like Chito as well. I like Chito. But I'll yes. tell you this: that radio is probably a much better deal if you look at it overall than TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think I should look into that because I like my dream after this podcast is like having a show in a radio and hosting. And I understand you also had passion for radio and you didn't get the chance. Do you still have hopes that one day you might work in the radio space? No. no. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think in my younger days, yes, I've always, I've always loved to do radio. And I think that's one of the reasons I did a podcast instead of doing a vlog. Or... Mm-hmm. If, if maybe I created it, yes, I would work for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I have the, the mind space now to do something that monotonous again, you know? Oh, yes. But it's the same thing every day, man. And you're in it mm-hmm. seven days a week or five days a week, you know? It's the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over again. After a while, yeah. it gets bit monotonous. And my other challenge with media today, and I I will say this with a prediction, is that our media, most of our media houses have become tabloids. Mm-hmm. They're selling sensationalism. Radio was about radio was good music, great music selection, yes, yes. and, and st- stimulating, thought-provoking conversation. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't feel like we're doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, I stopped listening to it. For sure, like for real, like, nowadays you don't tune in any show, like even no. mine and Kageni, you know. <laughs> in fact, that one I stopped maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago? How, how the, often one... can I hear about people's relationships problems, mother? Every day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Either, male, either male bashing or female bashing. I mean, it's so toxic. Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I chose peace. I want to, the stuff, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to listen to the content that I I have chosen and that is uh, you know that that works for me, not mm-hmm. content that somebody else has chosen for me to hear, and that's a problem yeah. with our media. Is, you know, you even the presenter doesn't always have their full level of of their content. Yes, so there's, there's a producer behind that who is mm-hmm. who says you know this is this is a big story for today. Let's talk about. And I don't want I don't want to talk about stuff I don't want to talk about. I I, I even when I was on TV, I refused to talk mm-hmm. about where Dika's behind. It's not news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, truly, true, 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 true. You understand? I get it. Yes, I understand you. Someone decides that's a big story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm like, there's a lot more happening in the country than someone's behind. You know? Yeah. yeah yes. So, so that's, that's a reason I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't want to work in radio now. Ten years ago, I'd love to. You know, uh-huh. my my mind space has changed. It's grown, and uh, the, the things I want to do now are things that build men, build the space for men to speak, uh, and 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 be able to heal those of us that are wounded internally. Yes. Yeah. And when you're beginning the podcast, living truthfully, did you have? What is the aim of the podcast? Was it only for men, or you had the idea of sometimes I'll be bringing into the podcast maybe ladies? What was your idea for the podcast? My podcast was about podcast. me expressing myself. 
Yes. To be honest, I didn't have a plan about making it a men-only space or whether I'd invite ladies. I didn't have a plan. I, have a plan. I just mm-hmm. had stuff inside me that I needed to get out. Yeah. And, uh, I was going through a healing process and that I, I felt that I needed to express the things that I was thinking about, the things that I was experiencing. And so when I was starting out the podcast, that was the plan. The plan was just to express myself. And I keep telling people till today, my, that mm-hmm. podcast is about my my growth. Mm-hmm. The, the, the space that I've created for men has come as a result of my growth, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so it's for me first. For me, then, then the rest of you have the privilege of listening to the conversations I'm having. Yeah. yeah. From what you're saying, like you began the Living Truth Free podcast for you, yeah. for your growth. And I recently saw a meme like, yeah, I recently saw a meme that I did not agree with that said, mm-hmm. when you announce a podcast, like, you know, like, for example, it's only that you don't want to go to talk to a therapist to help you heal. So you opt to go for a podcast. What's your take on that? Uh, there could be some where they smoke there's a truth to it i did my podcast after going through therapy after going through def- different programs but it was a necessary part of my healing and my growth and i said you know uh that, let me tell you why i think there's some truth to it yes whereas we have what you know feminists call male privilege eh? women also have privileges that they don't know about or they don't talk about. Now, yes. an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a woman shouts at you, when, when, you're, in, when you're fighting with your chile and she mm-hmm. raises her voice, what, what, what is that called? Gender-based violence and you, you're like, you're not supposed even to respond like if you beat, no, no, beat no, him. When she's, when she's speaking to you, what is that mm-hmm. called? Speaking in what terms? When your chick is talking to you and she's expressing her disappointment or her anger mm-hmm. and, and she raises her voice, mm-hmm. what is the label for that? The label, like they express themselves, they have the freedom of expression. Yeah, yeah. How is mm-hmm. expressing herself? If you did the same thing, it would be called violence or abuse. Exactly. You know? And, and, yes. the, and the point the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of men don't have the safety <laughs> to be able to express themselves. Okay. <laughs> if a guy cries, what do you think of him? Like this guy, he's vulnerable. Akona. Like nowadays they say like Akona Umama, like men should not cry. Exactly. When a chick cries, like uh, this guy. Like it's in Amsaidia, in Amsaidia, let her cry. Yes, it's normal. Yeah. When, when a guy expresses anger, it's it's fear, it's abuse, you know? Yes. When a, yeah. when a chick expresses anger, it's, it's, it's expression. Yet we experience the same emotions. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a man experiences sadness, he's not supposed to show it. You know? When, when, mm-hmm. a, when a man experiences fear, he's not supposed to show it as well. He can't express that I'm afraid. You know, it's called yes. Mm-hmm. So, what does he do with those emotions? Because he's feeling them. Because he's feeling. Mm-hmm. What does he do with them? He tends to hide because he don't. Emotions. 
emotions are energy you can't destroy it yes yes so a guy who's been suppressing anger for the last 10 years what do you think will happen one day one day just burst and you know tutapenda yeah. kinitutaona a guy and a guy who's been who's been uh, suppressing maybe sadness mm-hmm. or one day you'll just find a guy killed himself exactly and so i if if podcasts mm-hmm. are what are going to make men express themselves mm-hmm. it's okay they can do 50 memes mm-hmm. i am happy with them mm-hmm. let let men talk mm-hmm. yeah that's my take you're saying like if podcasts are what are going to be the escape path for men for them to heal let it be then yeah, this th- this man yeah by the name americs are you familiar with americs uh, i know I've, i know americs i've seen him on twitter yes how would you describe has a podcast i i, I haven't I haven't listened to, to his podcast but i think there's a very yeah. there's a very big difference between expressing yourself between expressing Mm-hmm. and then trying to define masculinity for other people mm-hmm. that those are two very different things you know yeah yeah uh, expressing yourself is saying this is my experience this is what i'm going through and speaking from your from a point of your experience okay mm-hmm. that's self expression uh defining masculinity for other people you know that that's a whole new ball game you you you're placing yourself in a place of masculinity um, that uh, you know that 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 could be debated i think there's something that he says that and i think there's something yeah. that he says that contribute to what people call toxic mas- masculinity um mm-hmm. however you know he's found a space for himself he's found a niche for himself let him go for it you know yeah monomen kujamini yeah yeah and speaking of monomen kujamini mm-hmm. i understand that you have gone through the man enough program yes i did that was in the first cohort yes yeah how has it shaped you and helped you with your podcast bro you know pro- programs are programs huh? yeah um there there i think pro- the programs like man enough and another one i did called crucible i've actually done many programs i've done and and crucible was actually the one that spurred my podcast on and, and it's also a male only well now they have a female version but at the time it was a male only experience uh you do a weekend experience and then you get into a 15 week lessons um but what they've done is create awareness awareness of who i am as a yes. and 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 maybe create awareness of who i should aspire to you know? mm-hmm. and and i think awareness is the first step is the first step to being able to say okay i know i can see my my good and i can see my bad mm-hmm. and now i'm aware about the choices i make and why i make those choices that's a good place to be as a man or even as a woman but that's a good place to be as a human being so then you're able to own the choices that you make going forward how it has helped me with a uh, with a podcast i'd say it's given me a lot of compassion for me. yeah 
for men and that's oh, no. yeah so far for the episode that you have recorded your podcast how many how how many episodes now we've done 83 84 is on the way it's currently in edit yeah. mm-hmm. we've done 83 episodes yeah. or which was your favorite episode that you have ever recorded that's a tough thing to say man <laughs> i love i love all of them I had some uh, profound conversations with uh, on all of them, but I'll tell you what I've I've, I've a fondness for my first two episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one is called "Healing Through Acceptance." The second one is called uh, uh, "Crossing Fingers Is Not a Strategy." Yes. Uh, incidentally, that's my highest listened to episode and it was a monologue i did it for seven minutes in my bedroom with my headphones on anchor like this just like this yeah um, and, and i think there's over 20 some 20 something thousand lessons right now um, oh, amazing yeah, yeah it's it's an incredible it's an i mean it's it's mind-blowing how a very small expression of my thoughts can have such a high impact you know mm-hmm. um and and so I have, a, I have a real you know love for for those first two episodes because they were, they were my start. They were my start. Mm-hmm. They were simple. I had no production, no producer, no frills, just me and my raw thoughts. I do love the episodes I did with Marcus because they allowed me to share some intimate details. Dr. Githua has been excellent. Episode 40 uh, with a gentleman from the States who talks about the Jujube being the book. That has been very profound. My interview with Moses Nerito sharing about his multiple children situation. Solomon Kilanga in episode 60 talking about alcoholism. I mean, I've... I've favorite they there's all all of them i learned something different either about myself or about the environment that i'm growing up on as a, as a guy so, uh, yeah i can't choose but if i had to choose, can choose. The, first, the first two episodes the first the first two yeah when you're you're trying to find your niche in this space of podcasting my niche. i was just raw <laughs> it was just raw expression and I think uh-huh. that's what I like about it because I didn't overthink it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I wasn't trying. I, I, was, I was not trying to commercialize. I was not even trying to do a, a popular podcast. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to say what's in my heart, what's in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, amazing! And whoever listened, uh-huh. I didn't care if it was listened to or not. You know. Uh-huh. You just recorded, posted, uploaded it, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it, and I moved on with my life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You recently just figured on the fourth floor. How is it? <laughs> Dude, the fourth floor is amazing, man. Uh-huh. I, I've been waiting for it for a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm great. First, I'm very grateful to, to see this age, especially today. You know, you... We're living in such a difficult time. We've lost so many friends, so many relatives. We know people who've lost friends. This pan- this pandemic has been ruthless. Uh, and so, you know, when you have the opportunity to see a birthday, it really is a blessing. And so I feel, I feel very honored and blessed by God for that. Um, and I'm grateful. Uh, the second thing yeah. I think is being 
you know they say life begins at 40 and just okay. feeling the, the, the other day, the other day I, I had a professor say that nowadays life begins at 60. <laughs> and that's the thing. You know what? He's not wrong. I'll tell, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because I think 40 has reminded me that you always, just the way you, you, you don't know how much time you have Yeah. in, in this world, in the same way, you, you always have time to start again. Mm-hmm. Every day is a second chance. Mm-hmm. And so the second chance could be at 40, the second chance could be at 42, the second chance could be at 50, or it could be at 60, you know? Mm-hmm. Every, stage, yeah. every stage has something to offer. And so mm-hmm. I am very grateful because I feel like I have a whole new lease of life. I have a lot to offer the world. I have new experiences to, to have. But mostly, I think I have a boldness now that I didn't have before, and that mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, we I know like right now, every Kenyan, every person, everywhere that is listening to the podcast, like when the pandemic, the COVID nineteen pandemic hit, mm-hmm. us. And yeah. how did it affect you, like a communicator? Because you know you are relying on gigs. Maybe now gigs are who as if were normal, like the gigs that is out, that are who like there were no public gatherings. How are you surviving during the pandemic? Once last year, I spoke, I spoke about this. I spoke about this in my podcast, and I said the day the first COVID case was announced in Kenya, mm-hmm. I was at a client's office signing a two million sponsorship deal for four events. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that that deal went through the window, mm-hmm. just like that, because the events are not going to happen. I, I, you know, speaking engagement went up, you know, and and they all went through the window because we didn't we know much about the disease. But the one thing we knew is that we were not going to be gathering, you know. Yes, yes. So. It was a tough year. I have, and even this year, I mean, I've not, they've not been easy years. I had a little savings. Mm-hmm. I'd, had, I'd had a good first quarter of 2020. Yeah. So, so that kept me going for a while. I've had some good friends as well, just, you know, hold me up and make sure that I don't starve. And, and I still have my head. I've not done it by myself. I've had a really good community. Mm-hmm. But part of survival has been also making drastic changes about my life. And so, you know, when the second lockdown happened this year, mm-hmm. I knew I had to drastically cut down my expenses. And that's why I moved to Diani. Diani, Diani is, yeah. Is, my, is one of my shags, so to speak, because mm-hmm. my stepdad lives here. Yeah. The cost of living here is much lower. The rent I pay for the house I live in is less than half the rent I was paying in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of my survival has been just drastically cutting on my expenses. Yes. Yeah. I, didn't you fear for, like, for example, losing some of your friends that in Nairobi, like when you re- decided to re- to relocate to the coastal side? Dude, I'm 40, man. Eh? <laughs> no, but you're still a human being. Like, you, you need... What, I, what I'm trying to say about that is that if I lose a friend today because I've moved to Nairobi, uh, to Diani, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that guy wasn't my friend. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have friends that have been in Steto for the last 20 years and we're still very good friends. We communicate with so, mm-hmm. 
get to talk on i mean that this technology that helps us talk do facetime do whatever um, yes and and when they come into the country we get to catch up as if you know nothing has changed yeah Diani is literally one hour away on a flight you know five hours away on this if if you're if if you're because i have moved to town were yes. we honestly friends in the first place no no yeah my friends yeah. are very supportive they've come to visit me they've come to spend time here take sometimes take a break take a holiday uh, I've also I mean I still come down to Nairobi every so often I almost almost once a month I have work to do I get to come see family as well the world is a is a global village today you don't lose friends because it's very okay Yeah. not at the age of 40 when some of your friendships are 30 years old or 20 yeah. friendships you know mm-hmm. yeah and the aspect of you being far to your family like to your nuclear family well how, how did that how about that that has been that was a challenge especially at the beginning the beginning uh-huh. but again you know we are just this technology you use it mm-hmm. uh, but you also build community where you are you know Yes. You, you find you find your kind, you find your tribe. Yeah. When I tribe, when I say tribe, I'm not meaning Kikuyu or uh, Luo or I mean you find people who have the same interests as you. You find people who people who uh, have the same values as you are, as you have and you start to form you know another kind of family. But I mean my nuclear, part of my nuclear family is yeah, my my old man is yeah, old man. Yeah. yeah. So I spend time with him. Mm-hmm. my kids come down over the holidays so they were here for three weeks they're coming back for a week during the midterm so and i still go down to see them so i mean and te- technology we talk almost every day with time mm-hmm. yeah still matters covid i understand you also got to be a victim or a patient of covid-19 yep I was given the COVID-19 yeah. slap in March this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a that was a nasty experience, man. Yeah. Yeah. How how is it for you? Well, I've talked about it on at length as well. So mm-hmm. you guys can go listen to that, but I mean I did I felt really sick, man. I I had fever, I had you know lethargy i was coughing like uh, like i was being paid to do it mm-hmm. and luckily i didn't have loss of breath um mm-hmm. but there was one day my oxygen levels got really low i actually went to looking for a hospital bed mm-hmm. um, very very tough. no appetite joint aches i mean it was a horrible two weeks yeah Uh, but then thank god we uh, I was able to recover and uh, you know now I'm trying to live as safe as I can mm-hmm. yeah and now maybe as you are about to conclude our today's conversation mm-hmm. now let's go back to you being a communicator yes like how will you term like the future of advertising in Kenya I'd, I'd like to look at the future of communication as a whole. Communication as a whole. Uh-huh. 
and I'll tell you this that uh, it's just gonna grow. Mm-hmm. And the communication industry is one of those that will not die for a long time. Whether it's in advertising, it's in PR, it's in events, it's in digital communication. Mm-hmm. It's a very versatile industry. It it keeps developing. So what we are doing now is communication, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's lots of new ways that we're going to learn how to communicate. I, yeah. I think it's going to get more innovative. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to get very fragmented. Mm-hmm. Um, our audiences are becoming more discerning mm-hmm. and less homogeneous. Yes. Uh, and so it's going to get a little more fragmented. And so if people can figure out how to do niche niche communication, niche marketing, one of the things is uh, internal communication. Uh, that they're only going to grow. These are fundamental human human skills and, 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 and part of the human experience that this is one of those things that technology will not take over. Technology will only enhance. Will en- only enhance. Yes, but people will have want- people. Yeah. I, I want to take you back kidogo conversation you say like nowadays you normally don't listen to radio because you feel like today's radio is like it's wasted like it's just a waste of time so what do you, what do you think is like how will become the future of radio in comparison to the evolution of podcasts bro i think podcasts will take over mm-hmm. the only thing that's keeping radio going in this country yeah because radio is the easiest media to access. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to buy a transistor radio yeah. than it is to buy a TV. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you think about rural Kenya, when you think about you know, Africa as a whole, uh, because we are still you know, in, in a poor state of living, of our economies, Radio will, will, will always be king because it is the, the cheapest media to access. Yeah. However, as the middle class grows, people will become more designing. They will want more choice and more control. So just like Netflix allows you to choose what you want to watch, it's not the same as when you watch KTN. When you watch KTN or Nation or Citizen, you watch mm-hmm. the programming they have decided that you watch for you to watch yes yeah when you're on netflix or on prime video or whatever mm-hmm. on any of those platforms show marks you choose the content you want to watch mm-hmm. that's where the world is going and the same thing will happen for radio people will choose the content they want to listen to mm-hmm. and so i think podcasts are only going to grow exponentially mm-hmm. i have other reasons mm-hmm. i think they're going to grow but that's one of the main reasons Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, for reaching up to the end of the episode. Like that was just a candid conversation between Amani Maraga and I, and it was amazing. I'm always here for such conversations. And I feel like it could have been the untold one of the untold 25 episodes, but I just felt like it being like just a random thing that I had not prepared you guys for. I just just put it out as a normal episode that we normally do here on the Caleb Apollos podcast. And 
and you've gotten to learn a few things here and there like how he got transition from like he was in a marriage that was not working out and so he decided you know why not just stay stay apart i'll take care of my kids and yeah mimi i feel like i want a new life and he decided to move to the coastal so if you're feeling you're at the end of the channel and you're in a space whereby you need to maybe restart again maybe you can consider moving to a new place yes if you have the charms and everything and you see how things gonna unfold just like one Amani Maraga. Until next time, I've been yours, Apollo Sony, the host of the Club Apollo's podcast. But above all, remember to keep safe, sanitize, and wear your mask. Yes, <laughs> I know people are not wearing masks, but oh yes, continue wearing your mask. You never know. Yes, you know we are not like our health conditions is not all the same. Our immune system see the same. Bye. Until next week. See you. Yeah. Bye bye.